1: Hello and welcome to the Essential Apple Podcast 140, which should have been last week. But after a debacle where I managed not to record the show because I'm a complete wazzock, uh, I've made double sure that I am actually uh, recording (laughs) this show. Uh, And I am joined by the roving reporter, Mark Chappell. Uh, and we're gonna hello a- um, <laughs> hello hello.
0: You can tell I'm I'm not out of practice. Crashing the intro there, <laughs> blindly. It's, it's been a while. It's been ages. What was the last time? Um, Mark, we had Mark. It was.
1: Uh, oh:, it's been a while. Anyway, it's been, it has been
0: not. Well, I mean that's the thing with Apple. Not much happens in about six months. I mean, it's not like we have four new operating systems, a whole load of new hardware, two iPads, a decent watch update, and uh, you know... Not like I've missed anything, is it?
1: <laughs> so anyway, Mark, uh, how, how are you doing since you've been on? Because I understand you've moved house.
0: Oh, I moved house. And the reason I've been a bit sort of hesitant to come on the podcast is because I don't have broadband, but I do. Uh, I've got Wi-Fi broadband. So we've got this massive little ubiquity Wi-Fi hotspot on the building, which my neighbour is also sharing With me, which reminds me, he's not paid his half of the bill now for the fourth month in a row. So, (laughs) good job that somebody supplied said router to him and said router has enough signal to come to my house and his DNSs are going to be changed so he can't get access to anything until he pays me some money. But not that I'm bitter about it, Simon. (laughs) That's the thing. I'm glad I'm not chippy about it. Um, So I've been hesitant to come on the show because I haven't because they say, "Oh no, you can't use the broadband you've got for two way communication it's not designed for skyping so i thought today we'll give it a try and as i've got a semi-decent mobile signal if that fails we can go over to it but yes i've moved um what 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 new additions have got in my world tech wise i got a new ipad pro Ooh, i was on the facebook okay. somebody said brand new ipad latest generation for sale i thought "Ooh, 256 gig ipads You know, a bit of an, it's the big one. I don't know what size of my old one was. Well, what was yours? Was
1: yours the 11? Well, 10.9 or whatever it is.
0: Uh, I don't know. It it was a smaller one. It's got the keyboard on, and I really like the size of it. So you see this one on Facebook. You know, he's obviously wanting to sell it. He's going on holiday. Latest generation. You're thinking, ooh, there was a bargain here to be had. Yeah, make arrangements to go and buy it. And I'm there, and it's the 2018 model, not the 2019 model. So I was a little bit crushed, but for what I got, and one of the price that I've got for it isn't bad at all. So that was my newest purchase. It also has given me a brand new appreciation for iPad covers because the one that I've got on there just sort of fouls the touch ID button. So it's like, oh, great, I'm back to being a Neanderthal and I have to type in a passcode. <laughs> Um, uh, but it's it's given me a fresh new perspective on my ever um, my quest to use an ipad for everything because I, I still have issues with the word pro now so affinity which i think we're going to discuss yes, in a bit yes we'll get to. they that. have yeah they have nailed pro the affinity designer on the ipad i'm not a designer but even i managed to knock up two posters Of with relative ease, without a pencil, using my finger. And you know what? It was actually quite an enjoyable experience because uh, I'm not going to get a little tactile and you feel closer to your artwork. I'm not going to go into all that poncy stuff. (laughs) But it it generally, generally does work. But then you come across apps like LumaFusion Pro. And this is where my act starts to grind because everyone's calling it a pro app. And yes, it does have quite a lot of nice features. And Donnie from Slack has sort of pointed out a few. But it's also missing quite a lot of features. And one of the features it's really missing is if I have, uh, let's say, a load of of video, a load of audio uh, at a certain segment, and I want to select all of those segments and move them back or move them forward, you can't. You can't just go select everything from this playhead onwards and move it. It's a, it's sort of like, and I think what my problem is, is that if I didn't know I could have done it in Ferrite, which is, again, another pro, what I would call a very pro app, then I wouldn't have missed this feature. But it just seems like such a, it's it basically, is, just imagine it. you've got the playhead on a, I think even on iMovie, there's a shortcut. You go select everything from this point, and then I should be able to move it backwards and forwards, but I can't, and it's oh, so yeah, so my I've got a little bit of an axe to grind uh, with LumaFusion. It's still a very good app, but it's just that thing of it's a very good app with iMovie with a few more bells and whistles. And yes, you can sort of add effects and sounds, but when you get down to it, it's sort of I'm ugh, I'm, I'm having a hard time not to think about selling my iPad Pro and going and get you know spending that money on
1: an actual laptop. Hmm. Mm, well, maybe I mean. You know, I I think if you if you're really interested in doing that, Mark, I think you should hold out until um until the iPad OS thirteen.
0: Yes, uh, I I gotta admit, after the the event was good, but by Eck it was long, and I think at the hour in twenty, Mark, I was sort of I reached my phone. I think there was a certain point it was like uh, I've just tuned out now just a little bit that the pacing was a bit all over
1: uh, well, the spot you probably covered this on yeah the well I, I I thought it was some um, I thought it was very um you know punchy I thought they kept it together um, unlike some years when you know uh some years when it's two hours and after an hour it's like really you're still talking about memojis or buttery smooth scrolling or you know oh look yeah. at look at the glowing colors on this um you know on the photos memories thing and it's like come on you're padding you're padding but not this year not this year it no no and punchy. of course I, th- I think
0: where the where the air got sucked out of the room was during the minecraft demo oh, yeah, i think right. that's the point where <laughs> that really sort of you know especially me and but i think i must have a little bit of adhd it that bit there just seemed to suck the life, you know, the life out of it. But I am looking forward to it. I, I do like the spaces, and I I do. You know, but this is the thing: the OS is one thing, but where are the good apps? Mm-hmm. If you look at Microsoft Word on you know on the iPhone or iOS, it's basically a very pared down text editor with lots and lots of missing features that lets you jump in and do the basics. It, that that's the sort of thing it
1: did the ipad
0: i I'm, I'm still struggling with it i but... I, th- I
1: think the i, I mean i'm not going to tell you how you should go about it mark but i don't i think that if you're going to go ipad only you have to let go of the f- kind of idea that it's going to be like your ipad you know like your macbook. <sighs> Yeah. yes i see where you're i coming think you from, just yes um and yeah you're looking at word and saying it's massively pared down but you know we say it about all sorts of apps that many many apps contain so many features that only one percent of their users actually use so yeah i mean i think with with word on the
0: ipad i think there was some stupid thing it may have been I don't know. If, let's go for the sake of argument. I think it was something like setting line spacing uh, and I couldn't figure out where it was or how to do it for a while. And then I thought so I actually just gave up and went onto to the web browser experience. I went to office online and that's what worried me was that the office online experience actually offered more features than the blooming app. Mm, no, that's and that And that's, the, that's the thing. It's, I, I don't know. I, again, a f- brilliant, f- Fairright, absolutely awesome. LumaFusion is okay. But then I, again, I, I'm struggling to find the marquee apps. And that's not to say it's not a brilliant device. It's got all this processing power, but you're just sort of still crying out. You know, and to it to really into context, I was using it fully for, for a few days and it's made its way back into the bedroom as a Netflix device. <laughs> <clears throat> but I'm going to pay, I think what I'm going to do, I'm going to persevere it. I might even do some Patreon. Uh, some Patreon-exclusive content where I'm going to do it for one week. I'm going to ditch my iPad and go. But I've already cop out because I can't ditch my Mac fully because I've got a printer and I've got to share the printer from it. And It's a special um, label printer that I have to use for work. Now, granted, this is a little bit of a a niche area, but I still have to use it. So I will have Macs turned on, but I'm sort of semi- not allowed to use it, if that makes
1: right. sense. Yeah, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I don't, I, I know what you're saying. You're trying to say, would it be possible for somebody to simply go out and buy an iPad and use it as their, basically their sole computing device? Yes. And I, I just, and I, th- I, th- I, I think that you, you can do that. And yes, there are, at the moment, there are still hurdles. I think, I think the iPad, you know, OS 13 is going to help with that a lot. Because you've got proper you would file enjoy management, and um, you know the things like they've tightened the grid, and they've got the thing where you can pull the widgets out from the side, and the yeah, but that's that's still the OS though. Where are the apps? Well, yeah, I think the the iPad's
0: brilliant if you didn't know better, and I think that's the the best way I can sum it up. If I
1: didn't know what I could do using the traditional setup, I I don't know if it's if you <laughs> if you didn't know better. Is one way of looking at it, or if you could look at it along the lines of if you didn't have some preconceived ideas from your last 25 years of computing experience. <sighs> yeah but
0: i, I still i would still make the argument it's still if you, again if if, it, if you didn't know better you wouldn't know that a lot of the apps are dumbed down that they're sort of skeleton mm. yeah,
1: skeleton apps okay I, I i i get what you're saying i totally do but i just think some of it is a matter of perception and that an awful lot of apps in reality on the mac are actually quite bloated and unless you have, you know, unless you need some of those very specialist odds and ends, they are actually way, way um, more complicated than they need to be for most users. But, but there, yeah, but as, again, you're right.
0: But there's, there is also the other side, again, it's the dumbification of apps. It's, well, I mean, take a look at what they did with iMovie on the iPad. It went from being OK, and then they stripped it right back. And, it's like little things with iMovie. You've got all these lovely presets, but I want to be able to, oh, I don't know. Let's go for something really odd and something really niche. Change your font. <laughs> that that's that's a niche uh, niche thing to do. Um, you know, things like being able to move the text again. That's quite a niche thing to do. So that they stripped it back and it looks nice, but and I can see where. Um, you know what their intent is to show you know, we'll show you a little bit you know we'll give some developers some ideas and let's wait for the real power apps to come out but now but at least now we're on the forefront of what the, what's that thing by adobe coming out for the ipad or is lightroom's just come back out? well light, lightroom
1: has come to the ipad although as i understand it it's effectively their web Experience, so I don't know if it's some sort of electron type thing. Oh God! It's not. It's not (sighs) getting particularly good reviews. It's not. You know, it's the web-based thing. It's not the. It's not the Lightroom Classic or whatever it was. So,
0: well, we we can sort of jump here to one of your stories you've got. I think it's in the show notes. I've just powered on my Mac, my beloved. In fact, let's let's have a look at old trusty about (laughs) this Mac. Uh, oh God, I need an SSD. My 2011 iMac 21.5 inch, beautiful little machine. It's just a shame that the network card got fried in it on a lightning strike. So I'm just just going to try and open quip,
1: but Google have stopped making tablets. Now. Yes, that was uh yes. Google have given up. Um, quite a lot of commentators have said that that was almost, you know, almost guaranteed once they started making Chromebooks. And I, th- think, to some extent, I agree with that. Uh, let's face it, the tablet market, the Android tablet market, is there is no real Android tablet market because Android tablets just run Android phone apps.
0: Yeah, I, I was in PC world. Don't judge me. I had to go. I had to go. I had to go. Oh, God, I felt so dirty going in there. <laughs> oh, I just... It's soulless. It's absolutely soulless. You don't expect much from the shop. Anyways, and I went around and had a look at the tablets, and there was a couple by Huawei, Huawei, yeah, Huawei whatever they're called. Huawei. And they're, all, they're all right, but then you sort of you look at it, and you, you know, you're buying one of these tablets. You've got to wonder if Google have stopped making it because you've just got so many copies coming out decimating the market. And you, know, you buy a tablet, that's it. You're basically screwed for getting any software updates in the event of a major problem. You're gonna think, did they polite because the market's just so devalued because absolutely trashed by you know, the amount of cheap knockoff, underspect, really slow.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I think the the whole Android tablet market has it never really took off. It there was a there was a flurry, I think, when it first launched, when they started doing, you know, when you could get a seven inch, eight inch tablet for sort of twenty five quid. Um, but people soon realised that they were effectively trash.
0: Yeah, and, and, but you've got to think it's of what it, those, those tablets should have cleaned up. I mean, yeah, everyone's going on about the price of the iPad and Apple keep putting the price, pads, the price of the iPads up and they keep selling more. The price of the Android ones come down. And, it's you know, I'm for example, I'm looking for, I'm looking for a tablet now and all it needs is 3G uh, and to be fast and to be reliable. And I keep looking at Android tablets and just going, I know if I buy an Android tablet for, let's say, 100 quid, maybe I can get the Amazon one. All it needs to do is run some point of sale software. But there's just that thing of, ugh, I don't know. And so I'm, I, maybe I'm too much of the Apple phone here and I should give it a I chance. think
1: the only not iPad tablet that anybody with any experience would say is worth the money is one of the Amazon Fire tablets. True. And bear in then, mind then, but of course, that that is not necessarily able to run a, a, any app you like. No.
0: But, and then it's got its own store, isn't it? So, for
1: example, uh, you know, can I run Square?
0: So automatically, I've now got to go and find out from Square, would it run the Kindle Fire tablet doodah thingy? And it just becomes a lot of hassle uh, again. It's sort of... oh, I understand, it. So I understand it's got a market and the geeks love it. I really, really do. But I'm sort of too old for this now. It's like, me want app. Me want to press install. <laughs> me want app to work. Me want app that doesn't want to go, this app wants access to all of your emails and your contacts and your telephone numbers. Why? It's a drawing app. Yeah. Why do you need to have all this information from me? I want to draw. But no, because I'm logging in, it wants to know everything. It's, oh,
1: Ah, there we go.
0: I think I need. To, I think I need to go and get put my get my grumpy old man slippers on. <laughs> so I'm going to try and end with something positive. I have done a couple of YouTube
1: videos, All right.
0: and I'm really enjoying doing it. And I have got some YouTubey content coming up. It's just I, I get so many ideas. You end up flitting, going from one to another. Well, so I have been productive this week. That was just been nice. Put the, put the link in the show notes so the listeners can go and see. And let's see if we can get it to double digits. It's had four views so far. <laughs> well, the, well, a, well, let's have, a, well, let's have, on, have it. Well, you're not doing too bad soon.
1: because you know I put the uh, the podcast on YouTube um, on its own yeah. channel. Um, many of those uh, muster all of two views, most of which are for about five minutes of an hour and a half show. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it, uh, it, it's a tricky one, that isn't it? it? It's sort of. I think you've got to. If you were to do it, you would have to treat it like an actual um, mini sort of voiceover with loads of clips I just, and stuff well, like I that. Well, I
1: just put it on there. It's like a lost leader, really, Mark. I put it on there because I'm kind of on the principle that if people come across it they will realise that it's a podcast and if it if it intrigues them in the very least, they will probably then go away and look it up in there, you know, on Spotify yeah. or yeah, yeah. or, you know, on Spotify or in uh Overcast or whatever. I don't put it on YouTube with the uh expectation that it's gonna get hundreds and hundreds of views. I put it up there on as a kind of if somebody stumbles on it, it might catch us a listener who will listen you know, via Spotify or via Overcast or whatever. But there we go. Well, well here's a question for the listeners out there. If
0: you, if you were going to watch, what, what do people prefer watching? Would they prefer a real-time stream of, so I want to do a series of working on my iPad for a week. And I'm sort of having this debate of do I do a YouTube clip a day or do I do a uh, live stream of it working on there, which means that the time and place is going to be all over it. But if I had a set schedule would people. Work? So if anyone out there wants to get in contact with the show and say, what would you prefer to watch, a live stream? Or would you prefer to you know YouTube it or a mixture of both? I would be, I'd be very interested to hear the results of their people's
1: thoughts. Well, there we go. That's what the slack is for. That is what the slack is for. Um. Right, now, um, talking about the Slack, um, the Darkroom channel in the Slack has become very popular, and as a result, uh, Mac Slacker, Mac Jim, has decided to start an Essential Apple Flickr group. Uh, In the show notes, Mm -hmm. yes, so if you head over to uh, Flickr slash group slash essential underscore Apple, uh, you will be able, there apparently is there a button which will allow you to request an invitation to become a member. Um, So There you go, it's a photo group for uh, listeners, Uh, it's a photo sharing group, obviously, and uh, it's family friendly, so no swearing and no rude pictures, please. Um, and it will be moderated by uh, Mac Jim. Uh, and as he does say, uh, if you you know head over there and request an invitation, please be patient because uh, you know he doesn't have time to be monitoring it all the time. So well, that's
0: quite handy because I've just picked up uh, a bit of a gift slash bargain slash deal that I did. Uh, I've actually got a Canon EOS M50, and it's just, it's just sitting on my table here, and I want to do stuff with it. Uh, I haven't, again, I've had an idea uh, and in my sort of ADHD-riddled mind of using it for a few things. So,
1: yes. Okay, so there you yeah,
0: go. So I shall be, be partaking there in that. There is
1: now an Essential Apple Flickr Group. Um, and while we're on the subject of talking about such things, uh, John Nemo has berated me for not, uh, you know, promoting our website enough because, uh, you know, he says we do have articles on there. We have reviews by people like Donny and Alistair and Matt Jim and various other people. And we have had quite a flurry of articles over the last couple of months, uh, So, you know, listeners, uh, if you haven't checked out the EssentialApple.com site recently, do uh, head over and have a look. Um, I'm afraid, of course, that articles appearing on uh, the Essential Apple is a bit sporadic. We have sometimes nothing but shows for weeks on end, and then occasionally a flurry of uh, reviews or other articles. But, you know, it's there. And uh, so there you go, John. I've told the listeners to go and check it out. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Mate, I thought you, I thought you were going to do um, a, a seamless link then to what the Oscar Skyland have got some deal for us at the moment, haven't they? Or is that comp- or am I showing just how out of date I am by not knowing what competitions we're?
1: Uh running? no, no, no. There's no there's no competitions running at the moment. Uh, yeah. Oh, see, yeah, I edit that bit out then, so I don't <laughs> seem as incompetent. <laughs> um, however, we still have a voucher for ten dollar off your purchase of luminar or aurora hd 2019 uh they've
0: done that thing haven't they where they've sort of uh they they bought out photo lemma wasn't it uh photo and, Lima, yeah and i use photo Lima and quite honestly and, this, and i'm not being paid for this i'm not endorsed i'm not. this is off my own back photo Lima was nothing short of biblical with what it would do to, to photos that i'd taken now i know What we're saying about Mac Jim in the darkroom, and yeah, there's a lot of pro photographers out there who would go, yes, but it's done this and it's done that. If you're like me and you take some photos and you look at a photo and you're not quite sure what's wrong with that photo, you, you haven't got that sort of mind to sort of process, well, the balance or the curves or it doesn't look as sharp or as bright or as contrasty or anything like that. Photo Lemon Lemon, lemon? Photo <laughs> has saved my bacon so many times. I
1: had to hear that,
0: to go into Skylim. and plus we've had the guys from Skylim on yes, the yes. And uh, Al-
1: Alex will be coming back on probably uh in August. Uh, he was and it's a, it, he, yeah, well, he, he was scheduled to come on in July, but um. He's go. He's off to a trip to East Asia, I believe. And uh, I said, to, you know, he said, sort of, it might be a bit difficult. It's like, I'm not expecting you to do a podcast while you're on a, either a business trip or a holiday to East Asia. <laughs> I'm not asking you to podcast with us. But, no. So um, he will. We are we are complete animals. Mm. I mean,
0: you could you. Know... You can at least do YouTube
1: for us. <laughs> so uh, Alex, no, Alex uh, Sepko from uh, Skylam will be coming back on the show uh, of either late July or early August. Um, who talk? And their support is really good yep. as well.
0: And that, that's half the battle with an app. And again, I know I've dissed Luma Fusion a little bit early on in the show, but I sent in a ticket and they came back to me with a few ideas to uh, resurrect uh, some of my, yeah, you know, to solve some of the issues we had
1: so fair place here we go. Um so there yeah, yes there we go. Um but yes there is a $10 off purchases of Luminar or Aurora HD uh, by entering essential apple at the checkout. Um what else? Oh uh, this is a public service announcement. I should have a thing for that. Really should not I might I should have a I should have a thing. A sound I should clue. have one. I don't know what should we have? Um uh, just a big clown horn that goes huh? Uh, anyway, public service announcement. <laughs> This one is kind of court- courtesy of Donnie um, because uh, a friend of his did something which was really quite silly and Donny uh, told him to take it down immediately. Um, we know people, you know, if you're going on a trip and you're really, really excited and you want everybody to know that you're going on your trip of a lifetime to uh, explore the caves of Outer Mongolia or whatever it is, um, but do be careful what you share online. please, please, remember, don't share the exact dates that you're going away. Do not post pictures of your boarding cards with your um, dates or various other other details on them because, A, you're telling all the criminals that your house will be empty and they can go over and rob it with impunity. And uh, if you post your boarding cards or tickets or whatever, you're also at risk, of course, of somebody blagging your seat and leaving you... Crying uh, at the airport. So, by all means, tell everybody what a fabulous trip you're going on. Just be careful about but what you're you
0: Yeah, don't share your boarding passes. Share your holiday pics when you've gone. Yeah. It, 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 it god is this a world we've come to where we have to do common sense but well, i suppose some people don't think of it like that they just go "Ah, oh, they generally didn't see the point you know problem in it or just don't go on holiday and send me instead because i need a bit of a break
1: <laughs> well yeah i guess it is but you know people get very excited don't they they get very excited and they yeah. want to tell everybody um, and i can understand that but you know please don't share the exact dates you're going away um Preferably, really, even while you're on your holiday, don't, you know, don't share your pictures until you get back. If you
0: make up, make up a story that you've got, oh, looking forward to so-and-so house setting this weekend while we're away. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Luckily, I've got Dwayne Johnson <laughs> yeah. was available at very cheap rates to uh, look after my house. <laughs> <laughs> He's a hard bloke not to like him. He's yeah. just got so much blimming natural charisma. Does. Anyway, it. there we go. Um so what other stories have we got? Let's let's pick a story or two. Um Apple's growing work manually reviewing all apps uh, is detailed and the board is led by Phil Schiller. Um this is a piece that was on um 9 to 5 Mac. Uh, I I don't think we need to go into it at, at great length, but um basically it it's just saying that uh you know Apple do actually uh check pretty much all of the apps that are submitted uh, by hand.
0: Do you think that's always been the case? Or is that is that something that they've sort of bought online a bit more? Because that must be one hell of a
1: team to do that. Yeah, well, uh, apparently, they. Uh, it doesn't really say in the article. I mean, I know you can have your apps notarised, I believe, um, which is where they're they're checked by machines. You know, they check for the bad code and, and so on. But apparently, you know, pretty much every app is uh, at least looked at by a human being. Um, and then there are kind of levels of, you know, um, moving up the chain until you get to the most contentious apps, which are actually, you know, there's a board led by Phil Schiller who make uh, make a call on the most contentious apps apparently.
0: It does make you wonder how that Anarvo app got through and the Facebook problems got through and the Facebook isn't spying on you got through by them playing some secret background audio so that things was mm. live. Does it make you wonder about that? Well,
1: I guess there we are, but <laughs> they're under a big load, I think. They're under a big load. Nobody's perfect, um, and of course, if you're sneaky enough, I'm sure you can get anything past. but there we go. Yeah. You've got to Oh, also, man. Apple have recalled some MacBook Pros, citing a fire safety risk due to uh, uh, dicky batteries. Um, if, if I would have thought this would have got more press, because
0: are we done now with battery games? Oh, well, yeah. Then, remember that there was like, oh, you know an apple phone has a one problem with a battery and that's it the world's over um, uh, and
1: samsung have the same well there's actually caught fire didn't they on mass yeah <laughs> it wasn't like but, the, but now it's just all like oh, i yeah, mean just, that's just another battery well this one apple has recalled uh, some i believe they 2015 macbook pro 15 inch models uh citing the fact that there is a problem with some batteries and if you have one of those uh you know go on over to the apple support site check your serial number and if your uh macbook pro is in the you know range of serial numbers considered affected uh contact apple and they will organize to replace the battery for you uh so there we go which is good that's if you can type if you haven't got the dodgy keyboard (laughs) of course (laughs) Wasn't well, the 2015 one the the last one uh, with the decent keyboard?
0: You're relying on me to have some facts to hand. Uh, I,
1: don't, <laughs> I think I, I think remember. the twenty fifteen is the is the last one with the uh, the older style chiclet keyboard. But I could be wrong. Anyway, um, what else have we got? Uh, Foxconn uh, have suggested that they could manufacture all the iPhones required by the US outside of China. Um, which is actually. Less surprising when you think about it. It's one of those things because um, you kind of think of Foxconn being, you know, this huge centralised thing in Shenzhen. But I mean, you know, they're a they're a big manufacturing company. Um, apparently, they say that twenty five percent of their manufacturing capacity is outside of mainland China. And uh, in the event of a trade war, they could manufacture all the uh, iPhones required by the US outside of mainland China to avoid tariffs. And I assume from that, they would then mean that they would produce iPhones for the rest of the world,
0: uh, still in Shenzhen. Hmm, that's an interesting one. It's sort of a a bit of a strange statement to come out with, isn't it? It's all, it seems a very... What other stories have led up for them to be saying, you know, we could do this if we had to? That, that seems that to be a very preemptive move. To I something. suspect
1: it's very much um, a preemptive move. I think it's very much targeted at uh, there is no point, you know, imposing a load of trade tariffs on, uh, you know, on iPhones manufactured in China because we will simply not manufacture them in China. <laughs> mr trump
0: yeah that sounds yeah it's uh <laughs> like you know don't
1: you can't um you know <laughs> we have ways and means you know to quote the oh there's always
0: a way and a mean isn't it it's uh <clears throat> and it's not like apple haven't got well not well i was gonna say it's not like apple don't have a healthy margin to up the price on them but you know what would happen? it would go up in price again again mm. Well, at least they kept the Illio versus. We're probably not too far away now from the new iPhones. Nope. That rumour train will be starting soon. Oh, blimey.
1: Mate, man, how oh, well, had, <laughs> it? how outdated are you? People have already oh. people have already uh, you know discarded rumours about the twenty nineteen iPhones as boring and uninteresting. Uh, apart from the guaranteed ugly camera bump, and um, you know it's all about it's all about rumours about the twenty twenty iPhones, mate. Mink Chi Quo is telling people what sizes the uh, twenty twenty iPhones are going to be. Oh, I thought, yeah, oh, he's back. Oh, it? Yeah, yeah, he never oh, went away, on, despite on, the fact that he said he was never going to prognosticate on Apple again. He's done nothing but since. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, there we go. Um, oh, interesting. Apple released a firmware security update for all of their discontinued Airport Express, Extreme and Time Capsule base stations. I've got one of those. I'll have to do that.
0: They they said what the uh, what security is. It's gonna it's gonna be something major for them to uh, look after the gear that they've somewhat abandoned years ago. Um,
1: Yeah. What does it say? Uh, This one, the one I've got linked to is nine to five. Uh, Apple's airport lineup has long been discontinued. Uh, but the company still supports the devices with software updates. Uh, Okay, Apple noted in the security update for 802.11n airport base stations, uh, firmware update 7.8.1 improves the security of your base station and is recommended for all uh, Wi-Fi base stations, including Airport Express, Airport Extreme, and the Airport Time Capsule. Uh, Update via the Airport Utility app.
0: Oh, that's going to be handy because as I said I've got to lock my neighbour out of his uh out of his Wi-Fi. I'll well must do that at the same time. <laughs> oh, great, it, it, great double bubble! I get to do two tech jobs for the the price two of one. The price of one. Uh, so there we go. There there was that. Um, of course the big. It, it is nice to see Apple look at their old discontinued um, hardware, and it's it it just showed you that at the time they did come out with some very. I'm going to say very good network of networking stuff. Yes, it was overpriced. And yes, you could argue that the performance and, you know, it's not as tweakable, but it did the job. And it made the whole experience simple, which was, yeah, I still log in. I mean, you were kind enough to send me a modem a couple of years ago. And that whole logging process was just so user unfriendly. And, they, you know, Apple did what Apple does. It made it simple. So, it's nice it's nice to see that now finally places have caught up. But then you go and buy a modem from British Telecom. Sorry, or as in the case with a client of mine that I'm looking after, he's got a modem from British Telecom and it's locked off. You can then use it with BT. Mm. And it's like, oh good God, what a pain in the ass that was. Yeah.
1: Um a friend of mine had a, a problem with their uh with their, you know, Wi Fi root uh modem thing that was supplied by um Plusnet and yeah. um I went and fiddled with it, and it—you it, know—it's a cheap Chinese, uh, you know, Wi-Fi modem router. Um, the trouble with it is when it didn't want to work. Uh, you, when you log into the user, you know, interface, um, it's not unpleasant, but it's basically got uh easy setup, uh, and that's your lot. Um, and if that doesn't work, you're basically stuffed. So, um, there is an advanced setting there. I lost you, Mark.
0: Oh hello. I don't know what happened then. I think somehow my AirPods took over from my uh earphone. I couldn't hear
1: you. You you kind of went, you know, in that sort of slightly silo y and out and then the, then the connection dropped.
0: Yeah, I think my my lovely 2011 bug, because of the network card on it. I've got a feeling that if I browse, and I had this when I did the Mac Fourth show a couple of years ago, that if I use it, and the, it, the something that it does networky wise that just cripples everything else on the network. Well, we were
1: talking about we were talking about um, modems, weren't we?
0: Yes, the PlusNet modem. There, there is a there is a way to get into the advanced settings on a PlusNet modem. There get...
1: is, yeah, there is, um, but again, that's very very um, limited. It's a very simple, it, it might be quote unquote advanced, but by most modem standards, that's actually very, it's a very restricted set of options. Um, so in the end, I just went on Amazon, bought a TP Link one for like £9.99 and <laughs> fitted that, fixed the problem that way. That's the problem with these, you know, these cheap ones that they send you, that they give you, are often so restricted that if something goes wrong, you have almost nothing you can do with them. Yep. So there we are. <sighs> Never mind. Um, what else? I'll tell you what. Shall we take a five-minute break, uh, Mark, while we go over to um, John Nemo in his hardware store, uh, where he has a set of, um, I believe, earbuds, which uh, he's asked me to say that he was not clear enough, cost $100. U.S. So uh, over to you, John.
2: I'm getting ready to go on vacation or holiday this weekend. And the one thing you always want to do on vacation or holiday is to cut down on the size and the weight and the bulk of your technology. It helps you stay married if you have a spouse or a loved one, and it keeps you sane because you don't have cartloads and duffel bags full of technology gear. Well, the people at One More, and that website is USA.OneMore, the number one, OneMore.com, USA.OneMore.com have the new stylish true wireless in-ear headphones. They come in black. They've just released a gold color, but the ones we have for review are black, and they are very black. These are the type of in-ear headphones or earbuds that have no cable or wire connecting them to your iPhone, your iPad, your iPod, your computer, or to one another. Each unit is separate from the other one, so you can use them individual or left or right, Or you can combine them and use them stereo. The voice quality when you're making a phone call or a Skype or a FaceTime is very good. The audio quality is also very good. They are very bright. They have a crisp, bright, powerful sound with hefty bass and a brilliant mid-range and treble. If your music is lousy quality from the recording source, your playback is also going to be lousy because they reproduce fairly accurately the original sound with an emphasis on that punch and on that brightness. The first thing when you do when you get them is to find the best fitting earpiece, the rubber ear tip. My ear canal is not particularly large but I ended up using the largest of the included earpieces and I got a very nice snug fit. It's hard to see the L and the R, the left and the right on the black units, black on black. So put a little bit of nail polish or a piece of tape or something on them so you can know which one is which. Once you figure out how to fit them, they're quite comfortable. There's a little loop on the back to help you put them in or take them out. Good battery life, charges up quickly, truly wireless, meaning there is no wire at all aside from the USB micro charging cable that you use to charge them up. Bluetooth quality is terrific. They pair quickly. A good long range. You could be fairly far away, a decent distance through walls and doors and line of sight from your phone or your iPad, whatever you're playing back from. Well constructed. We've been recommending and using products from one more ever since they came out. And it just so happens that their earbuds, their quadruple driver, the quads, are my personal favorite wired, cabled in-ear headphones ever. So those are the ones that I take on the plane and the ones that I use personally. So I have a strong connection and a strong personal rating and recommendation for usa.onemore.com. They have many other products, including some traditional headphones that actually go on your head. That's not what this is about. These are minimalist. They're small. They come in a black charging egg. You charge up the egg and then the egg charges up the headphones multiple times the one more stylish true wireless in-ear headphones. So I will be taking this on a trip and I expect them to be very good. I've been playing, oh, this is the other thing. You've got to play them for several hours without listening to them. Just put them in a drawer, put them on Bluetooth and let them play at a pretty loud volume. That conditions the speaker drivers in the headphones themselves. It brings out and ripens and improves the overall sound. Because my two complaints were, they didn't fit right, and I took care of that by going to the largest rubber ear tip. And they didn't sound as good as I expected from one more. And I cured that by playing them all afternoon today in a drawer, and I wasn't listening to them at all. So when I did put them on, the sound had become much more powerful. Look these up, read some other reviews. Terrific value at $99. Don't drop them. Don't give them to the cat or the dog. Don't bake them into the pizza. Take very good care of them, but they are black. And you might want to have a look at the gold ones, which have just been announced today because they're going to be easier to see and easier to find. But the black ones are dark. Keep that in mind. But aside from that, terrific product. And congratulations to USA.OneMore.com for coming up with a strong Nemos hardware recommendation for true wireless in-ear headphones. Back next week.
1: Thank you, John. Uh, and as I mentioned, those uh, earbuds are $100 US. Um, well. But which, compared to the Apple ones, doesn't seem too
0: bad. Because just off the show, just during the outbreak there, we were talking about the uh, the Apple wireless AirPods and my woes of the battery dying. And it's sort of okay 159 pounds for a new set of headphones big but i've had them for a couple of years and the battery's dying on them but it's that thing of i really like them and they're seamless but it's trying to save a bit of money but then i know they're not going to have the w1 chip in it and it's not going to be seamless but they look good for the money it's that oh it's it's a first world dilemma of the biggest proportion isn't it
1: just isn't it just um Right. Well, um, the big story this week, uh, is of course, Serif, um, Serif, uh, launched their InDesign, uh, competitor Affinity Publisher, which is the, uh, you know, the third leg of the tripod of their suite, uh, having started with Affinity Designer, um, and then Affinity Photo. Um, they have, uh, you know, released Affinity Publisher. Now, Affinity Publisher's been in beta for about nine months. I was on the beta. Uh, It's a very good app, uh, really well up there, Um, definitely, you know, on a par with InDesign. Um, There's a couple of things where InDesign probably still has the edge, but, you know, InDesign's, what, 15 years old now? Um, Is there anything that you couldn't work around? without a great... No
0: deal of effort
1: no no it does not you know it does not uh it does not it's not lacking in any feature um that would you know cause me a great deal of grief i mean um indesign has a couple of natty tricks you can do with um columns of text um where you can select a you know a subhead and make it span across more than uh one column or you can um you can choose a section of text in a column and divide subdivide that in, in within that column um which is really natty and really clever um and i don't think publisher can match that yet but you know that is not something that uh, you need every single day and even if you um you know even if you want to do that there are there are plenty of ways to do that without that uh, you know functionality you just have to do it the old fashioned way um anyway uh So they released uh, Affinity Publisher, and they had uh, a a short 30-odd minute. I think it ran to 35 minutes, but the content is actually 30 minutes in the middle. Um, Keynote, uh, link in the show notes, people, if you haven't seen it, uh, where uh, Ashley uh, from Serif introduced the Affinity Publisher and uh, what it can do. Now, obviously, I was aware of what it could do, having been on the beta, um, but they... They did release, uh, or sorry, uh, they announced, <coughs> they announced um, that there are three buttons in the top corner of the uh, UI, right, which were grayed out during the beta. And he said, uh, we are now going to activate those. And uh, this is the surprise. This is a, a new technology we've uh, developed called Studio Link. And that means that if you're working on something inside Affinity Publisher and you want to make an edit to a photograph, for example, you simply press the photo persona button and it brings in all of the photo editing tools from Affinity Photo, assuming you have it. Of course, you have to have all the apps for this to work. Which is amazing. It literally imports all of the photo editing tools, which allows you to make all the edits you want on that photograph without leaving publisher in a non destructive manner so it doesn't affect the original um, photo. And then when you're done, you simply click back to your, you know, um, publisher persona and carry on with your layout. And the same for designer. So if you have a, a vector. Uh, graphic in there which you need to modify in some way you do the same thing it, it just totally blew the doors off <laughs> if you're uh, somebody like me that was absolutely amazing so if you haven't watched it and you're in the least bit interested go over and watch it it's 35 minutes long in total and it is amazing absolutely it- amazing
0: and also, they're—if I'm right—they're doing. Uh, what is it? They're, they're, it's not a subscription thing or anything like that. You, you're basically nope, buying. You just the buy
1: app. the app. The list price for the apps is basically—I think it's like forty-eight pounds ninety-nine or something per app. I was just having a look at it, and now, then currently uh, there is twenty percent off. So effectively, all of their apps are available for uh, you know like thirty-eight pounds or something that is impressive it is. It, it and it, it's it is really impressive again
0: it, i know we've had them on the show and yeah i'm by i'm no artist or anything like that but even i've been able with my limited knowledge even i've been able to do some creations and it's it, i think when they were on the show it was it just shows you know they sweat the small stuff like highlighting things the the um, the circles always in the right area yeah
1: i mean they it right i mean i am you know that is what i do day in day out i work with indesign and adobe illustrator and um i haven't explored designer yet much so i'm i'm not sure how that compares to Adobe Illustrator, but Donnie tells me he's used it and it is the most, um, you know, Adobe Illustrator-like competitor he's ever used. Um, Their photo is, well, it's easily as good as Photoshop. And this um, Affinity Publisher, what they've done with that is is amazing. And this Studio Link technology doesn't make Publisher just the third leg. If you've got the suite, it makes Publisher the control centre. So, so take us through it. So, take me on, take me
0: on the journey about what, how all this would seem together. In so, because obviously you work in the publishing industry, so can you think of like an example of how it would take you through all the steps to actually going from an idea to? Well, I
1: mean, it it, it Ashley explains it amazingly well in in his short keynote. But I mean, that one of the biggest things is in the way everybody works. In my trade is, you know, that you will you will put together various graphics, for example, in, um, you know, in a vector drawing app, you know, commonly Adobe Illustrator. But there, there are other tools that people use um, and those will then be placed, you know, into your InDesign layout um, as links okay you import them into a picture box as links um and if something happens and you need to make an edit to that you have to you know go back to the original linked document and make the edit there and then bring it back into your into your layout okay and the same with photographs if you if you've got a photograph in your layout and for whatever reason you need to make some kind of edit um you would have to you know, go out back to the original photograph, take it into Photoshop, make the edits that you wish to do, um, and then go back to your layout and re-import it. Well, you know, with this Studio Link technology, you can literally do the edits on those graphics or those photographs live inside your layout, which might not sound very much, but take it from me, that is a kind of world shattering step forward in, in workflow management. In the sort of job that I do, it would it would mean that, you know, if you're working on a magazine and uh, you, you know, you need to, I don't know, you know, lighten an area of a photograph or, or do some kind of, um, you know, other edit, you don't have to go out to another app because everything works like that because that's how it's organically developed over the last 40 years. Yeah. Uh, the, the big thing is that, that Serif have have come to the game fresh you know they've they've got all this experience they've been in they've been in the game uh with their with their plus range of uh, software for windows for pretty much as long as adobe you know had, because they've been there pretty much from the start um but their stuff was windows only but as as he said in the in the keynote you know some of his devs came to him and said we want to build a new suite A full pro quality suite from the ground up, accessing all the modern technologies using metal, using AI, basically using all the available modern technologies. And we want to develop this from the ground up with the view to it being one coherent model which is why, as, as, uh, you know, as they've pointed out on more than one occasion, all of their apps actually use the same file format. If you look at the files in the um, Finder, they'll be marked as Affinity Publisher or Affinity uh, Designer or Affinity Photo. But uh, as you said, that's merely to allow uh, you know, File Explorer or the Finder on the Mac to know which um, app those files should be launched into by default. Yeah. But if you if you were to drag um, one of those files into one of the other apps, they would still open because they're all actually the same file format underneath.
0: Oh, okay, oh, so that, that 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 does sound impressive because I I think everyone's been. Um giving an adobe a bit of a time recently because they've upped the cost of the of their software haven't they they've sort or were they experimenting well they've it just done, changed it they've done
1: um they've done various things the um the story that was put about um and we even uh commented on was there was this story that they were increasing the cost of the basic photographer package which gets you lightroom and photoshop which i think gets you uh, i think it's about 10 pound a month uk um, but what they were doing was they were touting a £20 a month uh, version of the same uh, deal, but that included much more cloud storage. Um, and they, they hadn't actually taken away the basic plan, but they kind of hidden it away a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was... Uh, but that's not the, the point. I mean, the biggest the... the biggest point is really that Adobe are... I think they are losing sight of... Anybody who is not a big corporate user, you no, know, they are,
0: but then, yeah, that's but that's then, my view
1: the... that they are that you know they're not interested in small companies like uh, you know, the one I work for, they're not interested in hobbyists or or um, individual users in the least. Um, and that is quite ironic because that was the attitude of Quark Express. Uh, which allowed Adobe to bring in InDesign and market it, you know, very aggressively and undercut um, Quark's industry dominance. They were knocked off the top of the hill because they were complacent and arrogant. And um, I think Adobe are falling into their own trap. And I'm, I, you know, I'm. I think that people like Serif could well dethrone, to some extent, um, you know, Adobe because. So you know, I have to say this you know they if you're looking at these apps and they're fifty pounds, right, and that is nothing. I can assure you in the professional world that is nothing um and these apps genuinely are as good as the creative cloud apps they are true so, pro level apps these are, this is not this is not a sort of semi pro good enough for most people but not good enough for real professionals that is not what this is this is real you know up there quark express InDesign, photoshop quality product it's just that they're selling it ludicrously cheap how they can give it away almost i don't know but i guess they're working on the principle that if they sell it cheaply they can get you know they can achieve a massive market share
0: yeah, and it's and it's not as if they don't uh, push out any updates either. They are regular with the updates.
1: Oh well, the um uh, as as well as <clears throat> launching publisher, um the other two apps were upgraded to uh version one point seven with a load of enhancements and speed improvements and all sorts. So yeah, this stuff is you know very very. And good. It's, it's it, and I think what I like about them as well, they
0: come across as a company you want to like. It's it's that very? I know we've had them on the show, but the way that they present the software they've spoken to us and let's face it you know we're at a fairly small podcast but they really take the time to and i am going to use the horrible management word
1: engage they do they do with um, very much so and as i say the 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 keynote the 35 minute keynote well worth watching um and I, I am reaching out to see if I can get Ashley to come back on the show. But obviously, after, after a massive release like this, I'm pretty sure everybody in the world is going to want to speak to him. So uh, we, we oh, might have to wait a say- while until he's free.
0: In the world of our Slack room then, I know we've got a few people who like the Adobe apps and all that sort of stuff. What's been their sort of feedback? Is anyone saying, right, that's it, this is all I need to know to make the jump from Adobe? Um, uh, Yeah, yeah,
1: quite a lot. I mean, I have, um, you know, got my hands on the full suite of Affinity products for my own personal use uh, at home because I no longer have uh, easy access to the Creative Cloud. Uh, via work because all of our all all of our uh, seats licenses are now used up at work um so yeah i mean so and so if we
0: just touch on that and you don't take any work home if you if you ever try to sort of take some of your more complex stuff from adobe and 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 put it into affinity
1: Uh, no not yet um you have to one thing i will point out is that um you know on my 13 inch uh macbook pro screen that is pretty cramped for a product like uh <laughs> <laughs> for a product like yeah. publisher all right and, and you know or in design it, it's very very cramped uh you but it's workable i have done stuff um and i have started working you know i have started switching over to producing the show art um you know for the website in affinity so affinity uh photo and publisher and, and whatnot so yeah it's and i have not yet I've come across a few things I didn't, you know, don't forget, I've got 30 years of Adobe muscle memory. So there are certain things that's like, I don't understand how to work this. Why why is this not how I expect it to be? But Oh,
0: it it was, what was it? It was uh, when Pixelmator Pro moved the whole menus and I went on an old man run. (laughs) So you've moved everything. I know it's there and I know it's better, but I'm going to relearn something and I don't want to learn anything because I'm old
1: and commmudgeonly. Yep, so, you know... um... That is really very much the big story of the week for me because that <laughs> that is the field I work in, and um, I'm I, I can't see my company changing. Industrial inertia is a real thing, okay. So you know, companies who have you know six or eight or ten seats already, you know, they're not going to want to retrain everybody in their business to to work with affinity. But
0: yeah, it, it makes you wonder, like if Adobe realize that they've got such. They've, they're uh, embedded in the industry, isn't it? It's that thing now of the people know people can't afford to leave them.
1: Yeah, but then so but so so we're quark. But <laughs> so, well, I don't think that's the, you know it's a it's a case of th- there will come a point, of course, you know there will come a point at which it's possible that you know the price of the. Um, subscriptions for the seats that we use at work if they were to go up a certain amount and i was to say to my boss well we could alternatively for the cost of you know three months subscription get four sets of affinity <laughs> you, you know sure there's going to be a learning curve sure there's going to be uh, some you know but what what stops yeah, that? It, it
0: it sounds like someone somewhere has done a statistical analysis on a spreadsheet to say, well, we could keep this set of client bases because they can't afford and they won't go anywhere because they're so embedded. Shred this lot off and we would make more money because we haven't got to worry about the support levels. Possibly,
1: possibly. Um, one of the things, of course, in industrial inertia is all your old files. Access to... You know, material going back 15, 20 years, if you change the product you use, you, to some extent, lose access to all your past work. That is a, you know, that is a big thing in the, you know, in in the industry. And there we are. Um, Although PDF, to some extent, you know, which has become the de facto you know, lingua franca of graphic uh, jobs does mitigate that to some extent, because there are ways you can, um, you know, you can take a PDF and you can pull it into another editing app, not clean. And it's not necessarily nice, but it's doable. But there we go. Um, I, I, I wish them all the best. And I think that they are going to make a big impact with this suite. I really do. I mean, they've already made a big impact. Um, and when it, you know, <laughs> When they uh, had their keynote, I think it was Wednesday night. I mean, it was trending all over Twitter. There were people going, oh, my God, they've just blown the doors off.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And it's good to see. It is nice to see a company. uh, We we talk about disruption and disruption very rarely happens, like, in an instant, doesn't it? So they've obviously had this plan. Well, it sounds like they've had this plan from the outset. And I I will admit I, I, I don't like Adobe because... Obviously, there was a time in its life where it got absolutely pirated with an inch of its life in back. But then, even as a legit user, all these little Adobe helpers, all these little plugins, all these little things, it's like, no, I don't want you cluttering up my system. Just give me a nice, clean app experience. Well, there
1: is that as well. I mean, I have to admit, when you... Over the years, you would get this thing where you would install, you know, your creative suite and you would, you know, there would be, I don't know, 20 apps in that creative suite that you could choose from. Yeah. And you would choose, you know, in my case, it would be, right, I need Photoshop, I need InDesign, I need Illustrator and I need, uh, you know, Acrobat. And it would install those and then it would litter, Lord knows what stuff, all over the libraries with all these application support folders and weird and wonderful Yeah. Uh, and uh yeah. So not that's never been pleasant. Uh there we go. That's enough about that, I think. Um, what else before we I mean we'll be going quite a long time, Mark, and I know you said you've got things you wanted to oh, do. Oh, go on, we'll, we'll do we'll do one more Apple based of software uh, thing. Um, uh, I've I've got Okay. To... Uh what shall we do? Um I've got a couple of things I want to mention. Um, LumaFusion updated to version two, of course, as we were talking about earlier. Uh, Skylum have updated Luminar to 3.1.1. Um, Serif have released Affinity Publisher and updated their other apps to 1.7. Uh, the Vivaldi browser has updated to 2.6 with now with ad blocking built in. Um, and, uh, oh, this was another one. Another bendy phone has folded and I couldn't resist that, I'm afraid. (laughs) The the Huawei Huawei have delayed their Mate X, uh, foldable phone, um, apparently for three months. But I wouldn't hold my breath any more than I. And Apple were doomed because they didn't. Yeah, they they didn't make a a foldable foldable phone. phone, Indeed. Um, CERN apparently have turned to open source software because Microsoft has increased its fees. Um, This was from last week, actually, Mark. Uh, Apparently, CERN uh, were getting their Microsoft. Product as um, an educational uh, establishment, and yeah. Microsoft have decided that they, uh, for whatever reason, do not anymore qualify as an educational establishment. Um, uh, whatever that uh, you know, whatever that criteria might be, uh, Microsoft have said we don't think you qualify for the massive discount. Uh, CERN have said that uh, that would actually increase their costs tenfold um Microsoft apparently agreed to stage the price increase over the next 10 years well oh, that's generous of them but um CERN have said that actually even with you know even with that accommodation uh, that price rise would be unsustainable um and also they're beginning to worry about you know data being locked in formats that cannot be accessed in the future so they are looking to move to an open source alternatives there we go. Oh, I wonder what they're going to go for. Well, I mean, it depends. I mean, I guess a lot of the, you know, I mean, immediately, I guess you you would think, oh, well, they've got office and, and they've got, you know, this and that. But those are relatively easily replaced. I'm guessing that actually a lot of what they're talking about is the back end stuff. You know, it'll be SharePoint and Exchange and all those kind of back room technologies oh
0: yes yes that would that's uh, that's,
1: you know yeah oh you know (laughs) microsoft want to charge us 10 times as much to use microsoft office that that's not really a problem is it you just go to any other office suite of your choice um no i suspect there's a lot more backroom stuff in there there'll be all the sharepoint and servers and all the rest there we go um link in the show notes if you want to read about that on engadget um I found that a quite a fascinating story, to be honest. Um, Google apparently have, have thrown in the towel on Android tablets and admitted they're not going to make any more tablets. They've given up, um, and they're concentrating on Chromebooks. Uh, that doesn't really surprise me. I don't think... Did.
0: Oh, I, just a quick story about that. I went to, again, I you, as I said, I've been to PC World today, and I touched a Chromebook. Oh, my God, it was the most horrible-feeling keyboard I could imagine. It was like it was a rough, sort of sandpapery sort of texture. It did, it, yeah. I know that you know, we're all used to smooth keys and it's probably Markovitz, but the keys were horrible absolutely horrible. It was oh, awful. And, and on a side note, um, I really did like the size of the scroll bar on the side, it was nice, as in it's like a little thin, uh, translucent rectangle which goes up and down, but it was. Oh, yeah. as, as a touch target it was like yeah <laughs> not entirely sold on it but for 200 quid for something that's fully connected eh, might not be too bad um, i
1: i think the truth is the you know uh, other people with more you know depth of knowledge than me have said there is the uh there is no tablet market realistically there's the ipad market and there's everything else in fact you yeah. know uh as we said before the show that people in the know seem to point out that there are only two tablets worth really looking at, and that's, you know, the iPads. And if you don't want an iPad, there's your Amazon Fire tablets.
0: And let's take a moment to pause for all those people who went out and bought the Tesco huddles, Mm. which have since been discontinued. Because remember that Christmas rush where everybody wanted a huddle Mm. and it was like, you know, the the thing to have, and then it went
1: away. (laughs) No not a bad little tablet no, though. it wasn't, but it just wasn't you know this is the trouble with these things you you know if they're if they're if they're relying on um you know some sort of underlying ecosystem to make it pay uh I think a lot of the time they have no idea <laughs> whether or not that's actually um sustainable um firefox uh have fixed a zero day vulnerability, apparently good for them um more worrying uh dell software which is designed to protect you from vulnerabilities has its own vulnerability um <laughs> and the world goes really
0: in news in in, in this week's no sugar sugar yeah
1: uh yeah no horse manure famous detective from baker street um <laughs> <laughs> um i think that's about it isn't it for the world of apple news
0: um I suppose we've got to say, uh, sorry to railroad and take over here, but we've got to say a huge thank you to all of the people that have been using our Amazon affiliate link. It really is appreciated. Uh, it's meant that I've been able to keep the, the podcast hosting going. It means we can keep the website going and put all that effort into some new ventures we have got going. So a huge, huge thank you to our Patreon people. Page soon. Uh, it's a little bit out of date, and I'm trying to work on some incentive ideas to get people to come along and view what I'm up to and stuff like that. Uh, don't forget, if you want to, have your say on whether you'd like, whether, what do you prefer, live streams or YouTube or a bit of a mix? It's um, a thing. My day is all over the place. I've got a quite a nice idea, so it would be nice to hear from
1: people. But again, huge thank you to Patreon people.
0: Without you, we would struggle. Yes,
1: yes, we would. Thank you. That is very true. Uh, and, of course, the Amazon affiliate link is the big red button on the website. Click the button and do your shopping, and we get a bit of a kickback. So, uh, and it doesn't cost you anything? No.
0: It, you don't. It doesn't suddenly go – it's not like going on the uh, – what is it? The airline – oh, I had this the other week. I love it when they do this. You go shopping for a flight to somewhere. You load a few search engines – and suddenly the price starts sneaking up because you've searched for that flight three times. Suddenly there's high demand in your area. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's nothing like that. Go and open it up on another device or a VPN or stuff like that. You'll see that doesn't cost you anything. And it really does appreciate because, like I said, it's gone into the website hosting. Um, I'm going to be having a look at rejigging a few things once I've got the man cave set up. So just a huge, huge thank yep, you.
1: thank you very much. Uh, and thank you, of course, to all the slackers, um, and if you'd like to join the Slack, uh, follow the link in the show notes, uh, and you'll be a- uh, admitted to the secret cave of the slackers. <laughs> well, <laughs> which actually, there's been quite a lot of chatter, uh, an awful lot about Serif uh, this week, of course. Um, there's stuff in the in the dark room, uh, which is why Donny's uh, not Donny. Sorry, why Mac Jim has started uh, the Flickr group. Um, you know, it's it's. It's not a huge community, but it is quite um, active. So, if you would like to join us there, feel free. And we've also got some big names there. We've got the oh, what's his name,
0: the iOS app developer. Well, we've, I say we've got some big names, and I can't remember <laughs> it. oh God, well, we, have, right, we have, we have, we
1: have Wei Han Eng. Um, we have you know various other people who drop in from time to time. Um, yeah no uh and then of course obviously there's there's me and there's Donnie and there's uh you know there's Nick and sometimes Mark and um various various people various people uh and there we go so i think mark that's probably about uh enough isn't it um yeah that'll do
0: i'm going to go and have a beer and uh put some have a steak in the pine with some vegetables well i'm going
1: to put a, a joint of beef in the oven um so And that's probably the worst out we've ever had.
0: I'm going to go and cook a steak and kidney pudding. I I think on that note, Simon, just hanging a call up. (laughs) All
1: right. I am, of course, on the Twitters as at Serenak, and that's S-E-R-E-N-A-K. Uh, the show is at Essential Apple. All the stuff is, of course, on EssentialApple.com. And uh, that's about it. Thank you to everybody who supports us in uh, any way whatsoever. Uh, thank you to all the slackers. And uh, I think we'll say goodbye now, and we'll be back next week. So until next week, goodbye, everybody. Ta-da! Tim and David, the Nintendo Club podcast, the Geekiest Show Ever, the Three Geeky Ladies, uh, Bart Shots and his wonderful Let's Talk Apple, and possibly some more that I've forgotten. So why not go over to mymac.com, take a look at the available podcasts, and take a listen. Hey, podcast
2: fans, if you like listening to tech podcasts, check out the Three Geeky Ladies Elisa, Suze, and Vicky provide a female perspective on Apple and other tech products. You can find the podcast on iTunes and their website, www.3geekyladies.com, with the number 3 spelled out. Happy listening.
0: headphones are becoming a bit of an interesting topic for me because i have noticed the battery
1: life on my airpods has now significantly decreased lots of people are, are complaining about that you know they're now uh, sort of two years old and people are saying they can only get 40 you know 45 minutes out of them um Yep,
0: sounds about right. John Gigi
1: said that about his. He said, you know, they've reached the point where I have to have, like, one in the charging case and one in my ear, and then constantly, you know, after 40, 40, 45 minutes, swap them over. Exactly what I'm having
0: to do. And you sort of think, well, okay, two years isn't bad. I mean, yes, it's a lot of money, but it's the money versus, the you know, looking at the actual technology involved, because that battery's got to be tiny. Mm -hmm absolutely tiny in there uh, but what makes it frustrating is the fact that when they're working well it's bliss it's absolutely fantastic you just pop them in away you go get to the destination but there's nothing worse than hearing that awful sound oh, it's, oh. And it's and it's not even a pleasant sound it, it really does remind me of back in my childhood when you had cassette tapes Oh, by the way, side note, went to PC World with my friend, his kid, his seven-year-old kid. I went, do you know what this is? And he goes, it's a, it's a music thing. <laughs> what he was actually referring to was what us oldies would call a record player. He hadn't actually seen a record player before. <laughs> however, the world has changed. I saw today, so how much are the price of Apple AirPods now? What are they, £130? 150 aren't they? Uh, let's go I and don't have know. a look.
1: I'll be honest, oh, I don't really know. Okay.
0: Because <laughs> let's go and have a look. So, oh, God, the Apple site. Mac, iPod, watch, TV, music. Let's go music. Uh, AirPods. So, a new set of AirPods is going to cost... Let's have a look. Come on. Yowzers! Okay. So, if we were to go for the AirPods with a wireless charging case, that's £199. That is a flipping lot of money.